Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to the Always Love Podcast. Um, just want to thank everyone for your feedback and uh, all the listens and streams so far. Uh, today I've got a pretty special guest on um, the podcast. Today, um, old man Gav, if you know Gav, um, you know a bit about him and how he's always happy chappy and always uh, keen to talk and have a yarn. Um, Dad, welcome to the podcast. Hey son, good to be here. Appreciate it, appreciate it. Hey, um, obviously... I've done a few potties with um, a few of my close mates and stuff like that, but um, obviously always looking around trying to get new people on the podcast, I kind of realised that the real value was right in front of me, so I just want to um, thank you for coming on the potty today and um, taking a bit of time out of your busy schedule to jump on and give some value to the listeners. Oh, thanks, mate. Hey, listen, uh, yeah, I've listened to the last four or five of your podcasts, Yeah, and um, I've learned an awful lot from that. From yeah. from your from your viewers that you've had, yeah, and uh, it's been really educational and it gives me an insight as to uh, where people are at in their lives at this point in time and in the experiences. And I got quite excited by that, and it's it's good to be here to share uh, something back. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's good. That's good. Hey, we'll, we'll jump right to the case. Um, tell us about yourself. Tell us about your family, where you grew up, um, kind of what that kind of part of your journey was like. Oh, um, it it was, it was really good. Like. Um, to, to all your listeners, um, I'm 57 years of age. I always raised, I was raised here in Taranaki. I haven't gone far. Been here all my life. I'm the youngest um, sibling of 10 children. Um, yeah, and, and oh, she's been a junior and a half. It's been great. Uh, from 1963 right through to today, learned something new every day. And yeah, my siblings. Well, they're all much older than I am, <laughs> and uh, yeah. Sweet. So you got. Um, so you said you're one of ten, eh? That's right. One yep. of ten. So what's the age gap? So obviously you're the youngest, being oh, fifty, yeah. fifty six now. So yeah, yep, fifty six now. How, how old's your older sibling? Oh, my older sibling, uh, she be about seventy four. So there's a pretty big age gap there, eh? Oh, so, yeah. So like when, so when Auntie, so Auntie Hui, eh? That's correct. So Auntie Hui was twenty something. Yes. You were just born. Yes. And that's like me being twenty one now and having a newborn. Baby, Bro- brother or sister. Brother or sister. That's correct. What? Yeah. <laughs> See, a lot of yeah. people don't really comprehend that, eh? Like, it's, um, that age gap's pretty, well, I yeah. guess, pretty significant. Yeah, um, well, you know, back in those times, son, you know, my dad at the time, he was about, when I was born, he was about 54. When you were born? When I was born. And how old were you when you had me? I was, oh, sorry, I was, um, oh, just take 21, oh, 30. Seven? 37. Sheesh, that's a big age ago, mate. Yeah, yeah, it's a big age, mate. So what was it like being in such a big family? Like, the, obviously, when you grew up, a lot of your older brothers and sisters were kind of moved out of home and stuff, but you would have had, like, the handful of Auntie Carol and, and a few others stuck on the younger side that would have oh, still yeah. been at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The majority of our my siblings had all grown up and moved away, and they were teenagers, they were in work, and I was still in my cot throwing toys out, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> And um, I was sort of like growing up just a lone ranger type thing, you know, had to sort of find my own way. And um, yeah, um, you know, my dad being so old, you know, he he wasn't really in a position to sort of, you know, take me out and do stuff. So so I sort of, uh, yeah, found my own path, really. Did it all yourself. Yeah. So what was it like? So obviously I'm like Renee, um, older sister, I'm one of two. What was it like having heaps of siblings and growing up with 
or just having heaps of people that are all close there was that cool oh that was real cool you know it was like um all my all my brothers and sisters were like my parents and um every relation that i had were all my aunties and uncles and like you it took me a while to work out who was who you know yeah like um yeah crazy yeah it was crazy actually so um tell us about your schooling and stuff so did you go to school with any of your siblings or uh no i just went to school with one of them what it was my my uh sister carol yeah and um i never never really hung out with her and, and you know, you <laughs> that's know. it or oh, that oh no because couldn't be bothered or just yeah yeah i just didn't realize i just thought i had to find my own pathway you yeah know? yeah and then uh yeah she was doing her thing i was doing mine and and yeah so like Nan and Koro, so obviously they were fluent in Māori and stuff. That was never something that they kind of ingrained in any of any of you guys. No, not at all. Like um, they would always speak Te Reo in, in in the house, yeah, and everything, you know. And and mainly because they didn't really want us to know what they were talking about, to be honest. Oh, really? Yeah, you know, they oh, never really giving that little prick. Yeah, they, you know, they didn't really influence influence us to want to speak Te Reo, and. Um, because we were sent off to, to European school and everything else, we learnt you know, the European way. And, yeah. and, um, if you had your time again, would you learn the real back when you were younger? Oh, definitely. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. You know, and I just failed to understand why it wasn't influenced, you know, from, from my dad who was so old. He'd been, been around a long time and he spoke it fluently with my mum. And they just wanted a, a new way of change for their, for their family. Yeah. That's how I saw into it. Yeah. You know, their, their education was for us was to say, hey, listen, you know, you need to get an education, son, and then uh, that way you'll get a job and then you'll be away, get a trade. And, and that was their thinking way back then. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? So tell us about, um, so Koro, so what was it like? So did he go to the war before you were born? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he, he went to, um, he was part of the 28th Māori Battalion uh, back in uh, the 1930s. Yeah. And, um, for to all the viewers and listeners, he was born in uh, 1910, my dad, and that was the day that so was ago, that was the year the Titanic sank <laughs> off Newfoundland. So uh, you know, to put it all into perspective, you know, uh, son, you're 21 years of age. Not you know, there's not many uh, uh, guys your age or girls your age who have a um, a, a grandfather who's 110 years of age if he was alive today. Yeah. Within two generations. So, you know, um, yeah, there's a massive gap of, of practical learning that's been achieved in this time. Yeah. And it's been wonderful to be able to um, to, to share that. Yeah, 100%. That journey. Yeah. So, what was your relationship like with your siblings? Um, do you have any, have any gold nuggets or any stories for the listeners out there? Oh, um, oh, it is, you know, where do you start? Yeah, oh, you know, okay. You know, where do you start? It's, it's like, it's mainly, um, you know, a lot of my influence came from my dad. He, he was he was pretty basic and pretty direct about how he did stuff. And, um, you know, he only had to say, oh, he only had to say, do this or don't do that without being too technical about it. Yeah. And, and you would listen. And uh, and you'd you'd have to find the line where there was righteousness or not. Yeah. And if you crossed it, you knew. Right. So what was um what was primary school for you? 
Oh, primary school. Ah, uh, yeah, I was terrible. <laughs> why was that? Why, why was that? I was oh, terrible because, uh, you know, for me it was just a, uh, oh, get on the bus, uh, go and go and meet up with a whole bunch of kids, and then play havoc at school, and didn't honestly didn't realise what I was really there for, and was given a book to read and all that sort of carry on. And like, yeah, I didn't even know what school was, son. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Love the bus ride, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was, um, so you've obviously told me a few stories growing up about how you're quite naughty as a kid. Tell us a few stories. Oh, okay. Like, um, uh, I didn't know this. We, we were very poor. <laughs> yeah. We were very poor, but that was the way it was. But we were very happy people, you know, um, I, I remember one day, you know, we were going to school and I got to have a lunch order and like at those point in times, like uh, the whole classroom would sit down and, and the people would come out with the trays because your parents would order their, uh, order you your lunch, you know, and, and all the, the food inside the containers was nice. There were pies and donuts and all that sort of stuff. And we'd all be sitting on the on the floor crossing our legs and and they'd, <laughs> and they'd, they'd call out your name. They'd say, oh, so-and-so, this is your lunch. And I'd look at them, eh? And, and kids would go up and get their lunch and they'd have a pie and a donut and everything like that. And then give them my toy. Oh, yeah, that's me. Put my hand up and I'd go up and I had a little white bag and, and, and in it, was one orange, <laughs> <laughs> and and that had my name on my orange. Oh, like in vivid. Yeah, like in vivid. Oh. Yeah. Oh. And I opened it up. I was going, oh, <laughs> it's fucking rich. Like, how do you? Oh, after smelling all the pies and everything, eh? Yeah. Yeah, like I had one orange. <laughs> oh, well, on the playground. Yeah. Get the orange, that's you, sweet as. Oh, what a rich. Yeah, and that was life pretty much, eh? Yeah, yeah. But grateful, you know? Yeah, 100%. 100%. You know? Yeah, but it was all cool. But those things you sort of remember, yeah. you know? At the time, it, you know, it was rich, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't know. Yeah. You know? Yeah, true. Yeah. Tell us about that um that cross-country story. The cross-country story? Yeah, we... um. When you when you when you kind of get the and you grab that coconut. Oh yeah, yeah. Our, <laughs> our primary school. That's right. Yeah, we had to do, join the cross country. I was useless. <laughs> Seriously, I hated running. You know, it wasn't my forte. Anyway, we had to do this track and go around the school, go around the township actually. Yeah, and then and we were running and I went past the fruit shop and I ran into the fruit shop. And said, oh no, I'm gonna buy myself a coconut. <laughs> <laughs> like the whole school's running. Oh, yeah, I go to get this coconut. I think it costs 12 cents, I think, sure. for this coconut. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, grab this coconut. And I ran back to school and everyone had finished. <laughs> and I walk in with this coconut. <laughs> so did you just start walking, like buy a coconut and just start walking? Yeah, I said, oh, yeah, I'll catch up with them somewhere along the line. So you just had no idea. I had no idea. Uh, yeah, so, oh, yeah, so I hit the coconut. Then I had to find a nail, hit the nail into the coconut. We ended up smashing it on the ground, on the concrete, actually. My mates and I, yeah, breaking it under pieces. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. So what was a, um, during primary school, what was a, uh, a normal day like for you? Oh. So you'd wake up. Would you walk to school or would you jump on the bus or oh, bike? Or? Oh, no, everything we did was walk and we had to walk to the bus. And, you know, the, the days were cold and, you know, we were bare feet. 
And, you know, um, in the country, you know, we're pretty simple and, and even got to the point where if your feet were frozen, you'd stand in the cow shed. Oh, the that's disgusting. No, you no, to no. warm them up. Yeah, to warm my feet up. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it was, it was, but it was common. Yeah, you know, yeah. you know, back then, and then we'd jump on the bus. And we've all got green shit between our, our toenails and all that sort of carry on. That's disgusting. And we wash our feet when we get to school. <laughs> <laughs> but that wasn't that was normal, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus. So you'd go to school, come home. And what, what was you doing when you get home after primary school? Oh, just what, muck around? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, time was our own, eh? Like, when you think about it, like you'd be pretty bored because you'd be home by yourself. Yep, you'd be home by yourself. How did you occupy your time? Oh, um, like, you'd, you'd find stuff. Like, we had, we had no TV, two channels, all that sort of stuff, and nothing was on but Coronation Street. And, like, life was pretty boring inside, but the adventure was actually outside. Yeah, true. And we would find stuff to do. True. Like what? Oh, crikey. You know, um, anything that you're not supposed to do, you do it. (laughs) Hey, you know, you're not supposed to do it, eh? Yeah, yeah. You know? And, uh, oh, what can I tell you? What can I tell you? Oh, you'd you'd go, you go looking for stuff, eh, as a kid. As a kid. But to the point, I'll tell you a story. To the point where um, I had, I had, I'd, I, I, I thought I was a policeman as a kid. Right? Oh, yeah, that's Remember? Right. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I thought I was a policeman. I wanted to be a policeman. I'm about, I'm about five or six. Right? Okay? So I thought, right, I'm going to be a policeman today. I walk out onto the road, and there's a car coming. I stood right in the middle of the road, and I put my hand up like a policeman. Yeah. And this, and this, this car stopped right in front of me. I just stopped. And this man went out the window down. He told me to get off the road. I said, no. I said, <laughs> I said to him, show me your license, <laughs> show me your license, and I had a piece of paper and a pen, what's your name? I, I couldn't even write his name because I didn't know how to write properly, right? <laughs> he said, get off the road, little fella. Yeah, yeah. yeah I said, no, no, you're not getting past me until you tell me what your name is. <laughs> like, we'd just do random shit like that. Yeah, yeah. You know? Jesus. It was like, oh... I'm sure, you know, if he had his way, he'd get out of the car and boot me up the back so yeah, I could uh, get off the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know? Oh. So, obviously, um, primary school, then high school, which is where you kind of met some of your best mates. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, oh, I was a bit I was a bit more savvy by the time I got to high school, son. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, I felt like I was independent and we had some... Really good mates growing up in high school, eh? Yeah. And you know mate. that, eh? You know, yeah, you, you yeah. ain't there. Your schooling days, you met some really cool guys. Yeah, and, shit, yeah. You know, you're all out there doing your adventure and that. And I, I had some really cool guys, you know. And they're still my best friends today. True. Yeah, actually, my best friend I met at school way back in Intermediate. It was his birthday yesterday and he's 57. True. I messaged him last night. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and like... Was that Uncle James? That's that little Jimmy, oh, yeah. yeah. sweet. You know, we go way back. we got some wonderful stories. Yeah, I, tell, us, tell us some of those stories because I've had some. Oh mate, he he was like um, my my best friend. He 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 wasn't the sharpest tool in the shed. He was, <laughs> <laughs> he was like me, eh? You know, we were both yeah, and and we actually pumped ourselves up to make you know to make out we were really good rugby players. <laughs> <laughs> like we were like yeah, and we were we we were pretty good, but we were we were. Um, Big fish in a very small pond. <laughs> oh, you know, yeah. but we didn't know that. We were oblivious. Yeah. You know, 
and we we thought we were all blacks, but ah, oh, crikey, you know, and that's okay, but we weren't. Yeah, he and, thought because he thought he was a real ladies' man, eh? Oh, he thought he was. Yeah, oh yeah, he thought he was the man, eh? <laughs> yeah, you know, and he had this charisma about him, and and uh, yeah, it was funny. We were having a lot of laughs about about stuff, and oh yeah, he did have a lot of girlfriends, eh? <laughs> oh yeah, true. Oh mate, he needed a calculator, eh? <laughs> hey, you, yeah, yeah. you know. It was like, oh, Christ, he didn't know when he was coming or going. Yeah, yeah, You know, but, oh, it was all good. Yeah. You know, you know, it was all part of the journey. Yeah. You know, hey. What about that story about how he was um, saying, oh, can you feel that? Oh, <laughs> oh mate. <laughs> Tell hey, us about that. Okay. Hey, buddy. We walk into this bar one night, you know, <laughs> and he was, he's pretty confident, eh? And, like, just, unless you're going in for a drink after rugby, eh? And he walks in the door and he says, he looks at us and he says, <laughs> Can you feel it? <laughs> I says, what are you all about? He goes, can you feel it? I said, feel what? Oh, they're looking at me. <laughs> I said, get out of here. Who's looking at you? And like, he goes, the woman. Oh, oh, and that's what he was like, eh? Yeah, he was real funny with it. Yeah. You know? And lo and behold, would walk out at the end of the night and someone would be hanging off his shoulder. Oh, and he'd be winking at us, you know? <laughs> Oh, cut it out. Yeah. You know? Oh, funny. You yeah, know? Yeah. yeah, but he was pretty confident and, oh, we loved him. And he, had, he was a very good sportsman, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. He was involved with a lot of things in his life. And he had wonderful parents and wonderful support. And uh, he did all types of sport. And they come from a wonderful, supportive family and that. Yeah, and yeah. I learned that, being amongst his family. Yeah, You I know, bet. he had a lot of things that I never had. Oh, yeah? You know? Yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. And that's fine. It was all good. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any other stories about Uncle James? Or what oh, no, about? too many. Nah, we'll be here for bloody... <laughs> yeah. What about Uncle Richard? Oh, the, yeah. Because you guys were like the three amigos, eh? Yeah, yes, yeah. And, um, yeah, I don't have a lot of friends. I only have very close ones. Yeah. You know, yeah. You find value in keeping your circle a lot smaller than... Rather smaller than big? Oh, definitely, yeah. Because what happens over... What I've learnt, son, is like... You know, we, we create a value within ourselves... And when we associate with people growing up, we, we sort of, we find those same people with those same values. Yeah, it's kind of how you find like-minded people, eh? Yeah, yeah. And that's what I found with you on your potties. Yeah. You know, you're, you're talking with like-minded people and who are, um, you know, relevant and, and stuff like that. And, you know, yeah, and we've all got something to share and, um, and to learn from. Yeah, 100%. So, spent your years, um, what did you do straight after school? Because when did you go to the army? Did you go oh. to the army straight after school or did you go to like the freezing works and stuff? Yeah, no, I went, I went, uh, I went dairy farming, son. Oh, that's fine. For, for, for a gig and then um, after that I went to, uh, uh, yeah, I went to the army. I went to Wairu actually. Wow, it was cold there, man. Yeah? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and how do I, I got, I got there by, um, one day I just spoke up and said, yeah, I want to be more like my dad. Because I've always had a passion for war growing up as a kid and I, and, um, and and the lifestyle that they lived back then and wondered how they coped through all that. And I thought, oh, best way to go, go find out for myself. True. Yeah, I donned my shoes on, mate. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going for a run. By this time, I loved running. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'd gone from a kid who hated running to a guy who would be running everywhere. True. Yeah, and I tell you, I ran, I ran, I don't know, probably that time, I don't know, it would have been 15, 20K. And, uh... I went to the army office actually, yeah. knocked on the window, no one knew I was doing it, 
And the lady slid the door of the window open and says, oh, what would you like? I said, I want to join up, sign me up. So I did that. Signed the bottom line, out of there. Yeah. Yeah, got the call up a couple of weeks later. Cool. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I was off to, off to Waru. Oh, God. What was I thinking? Oh, really? Seriously. <laughs> oh, mate. Yeah, but I tell you what, it was it was fantastic. Yeah. It was fantastic, you know. I was like you, you know, you go to college, you meet new friends, all doing the same thing. Yeah, pretty cool, eh? It was real cool. It was yeah, real cool. Yeah. Yeah, would I do it again? Ooh. Not too sure. Not too sure. Yeah. yeah, but it was cool. Tell us about how um, you grew up, like, obviously, Kota went to war and stuff like that, and you came home, you were just a young buck, asking him if he'd... Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was that was probably as a child. I didn't understand, you know. There was it was an area that my that your grandfather never really spoke too much about. Yeah, probably a good thing too, eh? Well, at the time, you know, um, you, di you didn't really know. And, and um, one thing that resonates with me every year is on Anzac Day, he would um, he would be up real early. He would have polished his medals. Uh, he'd be in the bathroom, and he'd be prepping himself for Anzac Day. And um, he'd be crying. Oh, really? Yeah, he would be crying and he'd be sobbing. And I remember waking up one morning and I said, oh, what's wrong with that? Yeah, know? yeah. What's wrong with that? And, and mum says, oh, he's just, he's just, um, he's just uh, contemplating what's been happening. He's lost a lot of his friends. It's a moment in his life where he's... So was he one of the last... Members of the twenty eighth Māori Battalion to, to be alive. Would he be on the on the back end of, of those who who passed away? Or oh yeah yeah pretty much son sure. yeah pretty much you know but um, he he didn't have a lot of, to to want to talk about it. And as a kid, like I remember asking this one question. Oh, how many Germans did you kill, Dad? I want to know, and he would never answer me. Do 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 you think that he that he killed someone? You just don't know. I just, I just don't know. Yeah. You know, and it's and 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 now I realise that it's not important that I know. Nah. It's important that I understand the processes that they had to go because they volunteered to go. Yeah. As 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 Maldives, you know, as a battalion, yeah. and to, to fight with their brothers. Yeah. You know, and you know that's pretty ballsy to do that. Yeah, one hundred percent. You know. Yeah. And they actually lied there with the age to actually go. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. yeah, it's not like they had to qualify. Nah. They wanted to go. Yeah. You that's crazy. That's crazy, man. Like to even uh, try and ask your your dad if they've done something like that. And if there are any people of German descent, um, I guess listen to that podcast. There's nothing malicious about about anything like that. Um, by any means, in terms of that kind of aspect of disrespect or racism, um, etc. So. Um, I guess the fact that you asked your dad such a question at such a young age just kind of outlines what kind of lifestyle you guys lived in back then, eh? Oh, so. definitely, son. And we had no idea. You know, we were oblivious to it all. But if I had received the answers, I think I would have become more appreciative of it yeah. earlier. Yeah, of course. Instead of just, you know, because it's something that they never like to talk about. Yeah. You know? So, um, yeah. So what was it like? Obviously, so growing up, um, Nan and Kota, they used to uh, drink quite a bit and, and smoke and whatnot. What was it like being a young buck? Because you used to tell a lot of stories how you used to either get kicked out, out of your bed or and, slept on, and had to sleep on the ground and whatnot. Or... Yeah. Well, there was a culture after the war when people would come home and then they had, there was a baby boom and we became part of that baby boom. 
and with all the kids, and there was, you know, there was a lot of um, depression that happened before then, and everyone was rebuilding yeah. their lives, rebuilding their families, rebuilding their infrastructure within their country, and um, I, my dad never drank until he came home from the war. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, but they, I said, what was your reason for drinking? And he says, oh, we, I drank to celebrate, to celebrate that we've been to, to play our part for our country, to celebrate, to come home and rejuvenate and, and create a family, to, to, to find a wife and to, you know, to, to form a, to build a home and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So they were going through a process and then, um, you know, um, alcohol was their release yeah. back then. Very cheap. It was a very part of society. You know, rugby, racing, and beer was the three outlets that that people grew from from our from our culture here in New Zealand. Yeah. By choice, my yeah. Hey. Yeah. You know, it didn't have to be just that. Yeah. But but it was. So um, yeah, I mean, you know, we're like every other. Well, I can't speak for everyone else, but our family were very social. <laughs> we were very social. Yeah, that's the thing, like, because yeah. obviously you had quite a lot of siblings and Nan and Koro used to kind of be the go-to place for for a social gathering as such. I'm, like, I've met people that I've never met before. Me, oh, yeah, man, I've been to your grandparents' house for a piss-up. Like, I don't even know these guys from a bar of soap, but mm. that's kind of what they associate us <laughs> with. Like, fucking hell. Um, yeah. So, like, moving forward, like, after after high school and stuff like that, kind of what were your passions and stuff? Because I know you went to the Army, you started go-karts and stuff, you're into your cars and stuff like that, and, and obviously you touch rugby and, and rugby in general, but take us through that part of your life, like. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, I love sport. Yeah, I love, love touch rugby and all that, um, and rugby, and, and I, loved, I loved speed with cars. I developed all that sort of stuff because... Um, and that, that came about by me liking slot cars. Stock cars? Slot cars. Slot cars. Yeah, electric slot cars. What are they? Oh, yeah. Hey. Yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's, like a, it's like a racing car set that's electric. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and it works on a slot. And, and um, I got, I got oh, wow, intrigued by that. Yeah. Yeah, fast forward, I was able to buy myself a, a car and, and uh, yeah, thought I could drive. Yeah. You know, and yeah. all that sort of stuff. Loved cars. Still do today. Yeah. You know, as you all know. Yeah. You know, yeah, I like to look after cars and I like that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, sport, yeah, <clears throat> was pretty average, but love it all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, Adam, tell us about, tell us about that, that story where you, um, you bought that car and you took it into Uncle Phil's to, um, what, what did you get him to do on it? Because Uncle Phil, put it in context, so dad's brother, he used to be a panel beater um, at the local panel beaters here in town, and um, dad bought a car. Tell us about that story. And you went back to go and see how it was going, and he'd used all your shit on someone else's <laughs> oh, car. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like, I'm, like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to restore this car, right? And I thought, right, I asked my brother, right, this is what I want to do. I want to put flares on it. I want to put... Mags on it, I want to just do it up, right? He's <laughs> yeah. got to cost, cost some coin, right? He goes, yep, cool. So who do you ask? You ask your brother, who's a qualified tradesman, that's going to do a job for you, right? Okay, he writes out a list. He says, this is what you need, boy. Go and get it. So I track off to town, spend some dosh, bring it all out. There you go, bro. 
you go. It's all yours. Yeah. He's got everything. There's nothing stopping him, right? <laughs> now, my brother likes his odd drop and he loves gambling and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, his hard earned his horses, eh? Oh, yeah, and all, all that shit come first, right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, so you reckon he, he put it on the, on the horses? <laughs> <laughs> well, I can tell you, he didn't put it in my car. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, I put all the stuff and he used to do homies at home, eh, for all of his mates and yeah. stuff. He used all my stuff, mate, and I bought eight on his mate's car. Fuck, I'd be wild, man. Oh, mate. Yeah, here's my shit be sitting outside, still waiting to get done. <laughs> never got done, Oh, eh? really? Yeah, no, nah, never ever got done. But, oh, oh, what a cracker. Yeah, it's all cool, eh, you yeah. know? Yeah, I was pissed at the time, but yeah. oh, well, yeah. So I just took it to an, another panel beater in town. Yeah. And the most embarrassing thing about it was the guy turned around to me and he says, What are you asking me for? Your <laughs> brother's a panel beater. Yeah. <laughs> I said, Oh, I had to make up some stupid excuse to say he's, he's freaking useless. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but I didn't want to. Yeah. Yeah. But oh, we finally got the job done. Hey, you know, and it, oh, no, like, cool. Yeah, it turned out really cool. And I had this. This real cool car that I've been working on for, I don't know, probably about two, three years. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. What kind of car was it? Oh, it's a minivan. Yeah. It was a little, yeah. But I tell you what, man, when I when you looked at it, it looked like a shit box. Oh, true. Yeah, but I, I spent some coin on it, eh? How much reckon you chucked at it? Oh, I, I like, I threw the motor out. I bought a, bought a fully restored motor on it and a bigger motor. And, oh, Christ, I don't know how much I spent on it. It was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. And when I was doing it up, so, eh, it's like... Oh shit, how do I? I want to take it right back to the metal. So I pulled all the seats out of this thing. I took the whole shitload of diesel in it. And you burnt it. And I burnt it. <laughs> and there's this big fire going on inside my car. <laughs> and my parents come out and go, What's going on? I said, Oh, I just removing the paint. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they thought, Oh no, haven't you heard of paint stripper? Yeah. You know? I said, Nah, nah, I'm just going to do it my way. Yeah. You know? And anyway, we got it all done. It was cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll, you, you know, I'll tell you a story about that. People would go past and they'd see me working on my car all the time, mate. Yeah. And one of them just happened to be mum's family. That's right. Hey. Yeah. yeah. I had no idea, eh? Hey. Yeah. This yeah. is before you met mum, eh? before I met mum, yeah. yeah. Tell us that story. Oh, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want to hear how I met mum? I feel like a walking book. Yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah we'll, we'll get on to that later. But okay. Tell us about how it was Uncle Sponge, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uncle Spongy would drive past and he'd drive past our house slowly every time. He goes, oh, wow, look at that father doing his car. <laughs> yeah, that Because he would tell me later on. Yeah, yeah. And I'd say, wow. Yeah, and they'd always be eyeballing our driveway to yeah. see how the progress is going on the car. Yeah. You know, yeah, it was cool. Right. I, I, yeah. I forgot to touch on it earlier, but when you were growing up, I'm not too sure who it was, a, a kid that used to grow up with around the corner from, from your homestead. And you blew up that long drop? Oh, mate. Tell us about tell us about that story. Yeah, you're talking about us getting off the bus, right? Yeah. Okay? This is one weekend. Anyway, as, as, as country kids, you go out and you do whatever you want to do. And um, around, around the corner from us is a big old homestead. And, uh, and at this homestead, they had a long drop. And uh, well, they had no toilet paper, eh? <laughs> oh, no, we didn't even have toilet paper. You know, and we used to use uh, magazines. Oh, gross. Yeah, 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 magazines. And sometimes the magazine had a, had a like a, um, a film on it, like a, 
uh, a glossy finish on yeah. the paper, and it used to be like hard and crinkly. <laughs> that was hard on the non away. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, oh, this this long chop was around the side of the shed. Yeah, and um, I remember there was a passion fruit vine off the shed, and that when you when you're sitting down doing your stuff, you, you, you can look outside the door and look at all the passion fruit. Yeah, and honestly, son, eh, you, you when you were going to the to the long drop, you'd hear this. Mm. And it sounded like what was that noise? It sounded like an air conditioning. It was all the flies inside the oh. hole. <laughs> yeah, and now the flies, they were like, oh, they were like bumblebees. That's so. They were big, eh? They yeah. were big. Yeah, you know, disgusting. there were like there were generations of them in there, eh? Yeah, you know. Anyway, oh, um, when you got in there, you got in and got out quick. Yeah. Anyway, I said, oh, one day we were playing with matches around by the. By the, by the by the long chop, and anyway, I went and grabbed a piece of paper out of the toilet. It was I started I I lit the match and I <laughs> and I burnt the paper. Anyway, the old lady she comes around and she's outside and she, she's yelling out to us, and we panic. Or oh, I panic. Or we both panic. <laughs> yeah, I said, like, oh shit, we're playing with matches. Don't do this shit, eh? Yeah, yeah. you know, not, we weren't allowed to do that. Yeah, I grabbed it. I grabbed the paper and I ran around the long drop and I threw it down the hole just to hide it. Oh my God, yeah. bro, what are you thinking? I know, and, and honestly, hey, we walked around the corner, innocent ass, <laughs> looking at this old lady, okay? And anyway, God, boom! <laughs> no, seriously, hey, fuck! I couldn't believe it. We look around the back and the, the tin shed was falling to pieces <laughs> and she says, you fellas playing with petrol! You know, I said, no! And we weren't, you know, back then, like I said, we, had, we, weren't, we weren't educated. We'd never heard of methane gas before. Yeah. We didn't know what that shit was, eh? Yeah. And honestly, man, the sides of this long drop just filled of pieces <laughs> and everything just caved in. Yeah. Like, it was like a, oh, what a shock. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I was dumbfounded. I got a hiding when I got home. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But it's one of those memories, eh? And you know, later on, the family thanked me. Oh, yeah. so they could get a toilet. Yeah, because they got, a, they got an inside toilet with plumbing. <laughs> so, oh. Fuck. Imagine the sort of strife you get yourself into if you did that nowadays, eh? I, oh, yeah, so, yeah. Well, yeah. you know. Yeah, but they were funny times, eh? Yeah, 100%. You know? So... You went to the army, you came home. At what point did you meet mum? Oh, or were you? Did you start at Fonterra before you met mum? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I was okay, at, yeah. Go, go Fonterra. Yeah, yeah, I went to Fonterra. Hey, we had some funny stories going on there, and that's where I met a lot of my friends and stuff like that. And and um, oh, you want to hear one funny story? Hey, I um, we used to do shift work all the time, and uh, I used to pick my mate up on my way to work, and uh, his name was Fat Nut. So if you're listening, buddy. I still haven't forgotten the story, eh? <laughs> and I want to share it with everyone. And anyway, uh, I used to pick him up in a specific part of town. And anyway, we used to start three o'clock in the morning. And anyway, this particular morning, I went through town and I actually actually forgot about him. <laughs> you know, I actually forgot. We started three o'clock in the morning. We were working away there. Da, da, da. Our supervisor says, "Hey, where's Fatnut?" And I stopped and went, "Oh shit! I was supposed to pick him up." Anyway, while all this is unfolding, he's waiting on the park bench and the cops turn up 
And I look at them, and they says, oh, what are you up to? He says, oh, it's waiting for my mate. <laughs> yeah, what for? Oh, he's, he's going to pick me up. We're going to work. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, really? What time do you start work? He goes, oh, three o'clock. And I said, oh, yeah, okay, cool. So anyway, the cops are doing the rounds around town, and they turn up after three o'clock. He's still <laughs> sitting there. <laughs> now, this is the first time I've ever forgotten him, right? Yeah, they says, hey, I thought you said your mate was picking you up. You're bullshitting us. Yeah, yeah. He goes, no, no, no. No, he is. He's bloody late. He's faulty. Anyway, oh, no, you better get in the car, boy. Yeah, we're going to go down here and check you out. Yeah, yeah. So they threw him in the cop car and they brought him down to uh, down to Kiwi Dairies, the factory. They pulled up outside one of the apartments and one of my other mates was working there. And uh, the cop says, oh, hey, uh, we got this guy in the car. I want you to identify him. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to identify him and, and, uh, and tell us if you know him. So they brought old Dean out of the milk treatment uh, factory and says, open up the door. Do you know this guy here? Dean looked in the car and had a look at him. <laughs> best mate. Best mate. Yeah. He goes, nah, never seen him. <laughs> <laughs> the cop slammed the door. They were going to need to take him back to the slammer. <laughs> oh, funny, eh? Yeah. yeah. And next minute, he, the uh, fat nuts see me coming out of the factory, out of my factory. Yeah. Ready to come and pick him up. He goes, there's my mate up there. Here he is up there. So... Oh, it's funny. Yeah. And Fat Nut abused the shit out of us. Oh, like, true. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool, though. Yeah. You know? Oh. Now we had good times. Yeah, I bet. I bet. Yeah. So what about that um that story how, I think, was it early shift would come on and you'd be hiding and give them frights and oh, shit? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Half the people would be asleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was always on the night shift by myself. And, yeah. you know, people would turn up. And I, I would purposely go out and scare the shit out of them what? in the dark. Because they would have to, everyone would have to walk in the dark, you yeah, see? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and I'd walk up alongside the building, pitch black, and I'd be standing there, and as they walked past, I would touch them. <laughs> and they would shit themselves, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know? Yeah, and that way, by the time they got to the factory, they would have woken up. <laughs> <laughs> and it worked every time, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people knew, you know? Yeah. They would have they would have kind of started walking away from where you always used to hide. Yeah, oh, I was doing I was doing I was still doing shit like that as an adult, you know? <laughs> for, for for gigs, eh? Yeah, you're a clown. Oh no. Oh I'll tell you one story, alright? Yeah, yeah. Right, we're in the canteen. We're all having a kite. We're all walking back to the factory. And anyway, there's this one guy there. We're walking back and he goes, Oh god, I wanna go to the toilet. <laughs> so, so I said, Do you? And he goes, Oh yeah, shit. So we better hurry up then. So he starts you know, walking a bit faster. <laughs> so I decided to walk a bit faster than him. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And I I says, oh, yeah, I want to go too. And like, he was ready to go, right? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to go. I just didn't <laughs> Oh, fucking rich. <laughs> you rich, eh? Yeah. Right? So I'm walking about 10 metres in front of this dude. You know, by the time we get to the factory, he's nearly got his legs crossed, eh? <laughs> And we only had one toilet. Oh. I said, I'll go first, okay? I'll go first. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I went in there and I just, all I did, was I closed the door and I just sat on the toilet. Yeah. And I didn't do anything. I, I just <laughs> sat in there and he's outside the door. He's banging on the door. Hurry up. <laughs> Hurry up. I've got to go. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I said, no, no, no. And anyway, he goes, oh, if you, oh, I'm going to go down to the back of the factory. I'll use that one down there. And and uh, anyway, 
he opened the door, he left, and I waited for a while. I unlocked the door and I come out and had a look. I said, Oh, he's gone. Yeah. yeah. And I said, Oh, he's going down to the back of the factory. Anyway, <clears throat> I see him walking down the back. <laughs> I sprint down outside the building and I went into the back toilet. Oh, you didn't. Yeah, man. I went into the back toilet. <laughs> I, I closed, I locked the door and I stood on top of the bowl. You know? And he walked in and he could hear, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> he went to open the toilet door. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. He goes, no. He goes, oh, Ferg is locked. Oh. Yeah. And I laughed that much. <laughs> I slipped off the bowl and I fell inside the toilet. <laughs> With my company toilet. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's funny, eh? Yeah. It's funny, eh? Yeah, oh, it was funny for me, but it wasn't funny for him. Yeah. No, yeah, I eventually opened up the door and he got in there real quick, eh? <laughs> and he, like, he was panting, eh? He was going, oh, well, don't ever do that. Don't ever do that. Yeah. Well, we just, that's the sort of shit we did, eh? Yeah. For gigs, eh, you yeah. know? Oh, that's gold. Yeah. What about that go-kart story at Fonterra? Oh, yeah, I used to race carts back in the day, son, eh? And I love that. And anyway, I used to have to travel about an hour and a half to the track. Yeah. And anyway... I thought, oh no, I might take it down to work. Yeah, big, massive car parks, yeah, eh? Yeah, all the tankers and stuff. Yeah, 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 and all the car parks and all the cars and that. And I thought, oh, yeah, my day off. Yeah, I'll go there. Like, not supposed to, eh? You're not supposed to do this shit, <laughs> eh? Right? Anyway, I take this car out there, gear it up. Next minute. I'll wind this thing up in the car park, man, and I'm doing wheelies. I'm trying to do this. Yeah, on my own. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the, I go past the personnel manager's office, eh? And uh, one of the boys was in there. He says, Wow, we heard this. <laughs> you know? And we looked out the window because because you were so low to the ground, we couldn't see you. Yeah. And all we saw was just a whole bunch of cars with this noise going on outside. Yeah. You know? And I said, Oh. And anyway, uh, yeah, far that was funny. They said, where's this noise coming from? Who is this dude? And it was me. Yeah. And I crashed it, actually. I crashed in the car park. Yeah. Oh, I crashed it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I crashed it. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, the, the old personal manager came out and said, oh, no, Gabe, you're not supposed to be doing that sort of stuff. Yeah. I said, oh, okay. <laughs> it was all good, eh? You yeah. know? It was all good. Oh, I remember there was a funny story you used to tell about the um, the bike, Uncle Richard's bike or something. Who's bike? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, you know, once again, we're back at 3 o'clock in the morning or 11 o'clock at night, we used to start. And my best mate, eh, Uncle Richard, you know, he, he worked in one department, I worked in the other. You know, we'd have all our work done. And, and uh, back then, the electricians used to ride around on push bikes, son. Yeah. And they used to have a little kitty on the front of their push bike with people their tools in, and they'd be working in the factories. And anyway, uh, Uncle Richard and I thought, oh, jeez. A couple of bikes here. We should set up a racing track. Oh, fuck <laughs> you and I. You and I. Clueless. Yeah. And anyway, his supervisor was looking for him. My supervisor was looking <laughs> for me. Yeah. And uh, we come. We get showing up on the cameras, on the tanker cameras. Yeah. This is. Yeah. The operators are in their room, and all of a sudden, what was that? Someone went in front of the screen. Yeah. <laughs> it was Richard on his bike. Yeah. <laughs> Something else? Oh, there was me on the bike. Yeah. Yeah, we set up this track. Oh, funny, man. Yeah, we'd race everywhere, him and I, just for a competition. 
Just at work. Meant, just at work. Meant to be working. Meant to be working, yeah. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, funny, man. Yeah, oh, I think one, we wrecked one of the bikes because we took it places it wasn't supposed to go. <laughs> oh, funny. Yeah, but oh, no, it was all it was all good, eh? Good memories, eh? Oh, you know, oh, yeah, we're still sort of on our journey doing shit, yeah? Yeah, that's it, that's it. So, yeah. so at what point did you meet mum? How old were you met mum? Oh, I was bloody, I was 22, actually. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I was 22 when I met mum. Yeah, mum was working at a dairy son. Yeah. Even though I went in there one day, go to work. Yeah, yeah, sort of, sort of skill. Yeah, oh, mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I thought, oh, well, no, nah, you know, you know, when you're not looking, you're not looking. But when yeah. you see something that, yeah, hey, you know, yeah. I don't know what resonated, but it just happened. I, I think it was a couple of days later or whatever. I went in there with mum, and mum says, "Oh, who's that girl?" And I says, "I don't know, but I'm gonna find out." Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I said, "I'll find out. I'll find out who she is." Well, just being cheeky. Or yeah, yeah, I thought, oh, I was, all of a sudden I became curious. Yeah. Hey, yeah. you know, I was 22. I'd had my 21st. Yeah. I knew the shop owners because they came to my 21st. Yeah. Yeah. So I go home, get on the phone. Hey, Anne, who's that girl you got working for you? Yeah. She goes, oh, why is that? I says, oh, she said, she's, oh, it's Cheryl. I said, oh, yeah. Why is that? You going to ask her out? I says, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, that's the funny thing about it, son, you know. Anne knew how old she was. Anne knew how old mum was at the time. I didn't. Yeah. And Anne didn't let off. Yeah. I said, where does she live? She gave me the address. Okay. Where I go. Go to this address. Knock on the door. Wrong house. I said, ow, oh, Anne, you gave me the wrong address. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, we found out where she lived. <clears throat> right. Bugger me, I only live not far from us. Yeah, yeah. Down the road. Yeah. Never seen them before. Oh, Never yeah. heard of them. Yeah. You know, been here all my life. Yeah. Hey. So anyway, I rock on up to, to, to mum's place at the time, eh? Yeah. And uh, got, got, to the, got to the gate, eh? On the gate, it says, please do not enter, dog bites. <laughs> okay? I said, right. Whatever, <laughs> whatever. Okay, yeah. I walk on in. Yep. Knock on the door. Knock, 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 knock. Honestly, son, eh? Next minute. Woof, 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 woof. <laughs> yeah. I thought, oh shit. And you could hear the dog running. It, it like it, it sounded like a horse. Oh, it was oh. like it was Alsatian. Yeah. It was Alsatian, man. It was a big dog. Yeah. Yep. And and the closer it got. To me, the louder the bark got, obviously, yeah. you know, yeah. And anyway, I seen this dog running up the side of the house, and I'm eyeballing the door, <laughs> and the door handle's going real slow to open it. I'm thinking, fucking open up this door! Yeah. <laughs> this dog's coming, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah and the, the door just opened, and the dog went, boom! Just bit you. Yep, right into my leg. Fuck, <laughs> Take that. Yeah. Yeah. Smack me. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, oh. And it was Uncle Quentin who opened up the door. Yeah. And when I when he opened up the door, I looked up. It's his big fella. I went, oh, shit. This might be you, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I said, fuck, I'm not having got bitten by the dog. I'm going to get a punch in the head from the dog. <laughs> yes. Anyway, he said, oh. I said, oh. <laughs> Is Cheryl here? Yes. So anyway, what did you say? Your mother says, and then they said to me at the time, well, who are you? Me. Like, <laughs> I said, Gavin Martoy. Yeah, she goes, what do you want? 
oh, I just come to ask your daughter out. Yeah. <laughs> and like, the room went silent, hey? Yeah. Everyone went, oh, who's this? Who's this shit? Yeah. Hey, oh, anyway, Cheryl came to the door, mum came to the door, little petite thing, whatever she was. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, son, she was only 15, really going on 16. And you were 22. And I was 22, yeah. and I had no idea, hey? Yeah. Because mum didn't look that age, hey? Oh, no? Yeah, they said, um, then I got on the phone, she rang Kuro, he was on the farm, he came up, oh, he's, he was bigger, oh, he was a big man, <laughs> he came up on his <laughs> motorbike, man, jumped off his bike, came around, looked at me, he goes, what do you want? Oh. <laughs> I says, oh, I had to be real confident, right? I had to back myself, yeah. I says, I've just come to ask your daughter out. <laughs> yeah, he thought I was a little 15 year old, one, yeah. you know, Yeah, because really, I said, yes. Who are you? So I had to explain my shit to him, you know? <laughs> yeah. He said, oh. And anyway, the rest was history. Yeah. Got to take mum out. Yeah. You know? And it was cool. And that was, that was about 34 years ago. Far out. Yeah. And what Crazy. a journey, man. Yeah. What a journey, eh? Yeah, true. Yeah, it's been cool. True. So, you know, if anyone's out there, eh? You know, they can only say no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Thanks, Cracker. What about, um, tell us about that story about how Nana had those mates and you had your car. She's like, oh boy, bring your car around and you brought the other car. Just <laughs> 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 yeah. tell, tell, tell the listeners that Yeah, story. I hated the fact that people would judge me on what I had. Yeah. I just wanted to be myself, you know. And then people, and, and like, yeah, yeah Nana, their mum's mum did say, Oh, you know, if you come around, son, you've got people coming around and bring around your flash car and you can show them. And that wasn't me, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I said, nah, nah, I'm, I, I just want to be, you know, with your daughter and stuff like that and, and do that sort of stuff. And yeah, I turned up, I turned up in this little dunga, actually, because oh I had this little runabout dunga yeah. that was falling to pieces, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I, I turned up in that thing, and that was a very disappointing day for the family. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, hey, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we look past that, eh? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. What would you um, what would you tell? What would you tell yourself twenty years ago? What you know now? Oh, what would I tell myself? What I know now, twenty years ago, or what I would I tell a twenty year old? What, what would you tell twenty year old girl now? Um. Is, is like life never comes with a rule book yeah right um, we, we, we're supposed to learn as much as we can and um, there's a righteousness side there's a funny side and, and it, you know we get to choose where we want to be you know the only rule book we have is a law book yeah the rest is free range and um, it's like um, we, we encompass some value within ourselves as a person and that value deciphers as part of our decision making in life and we get to share that value in, in the best way we know whether that's um, with good decisions or not yeah. that's the value of us as a person because that's all we know, and it's okay to make mistakes. Yeah. Um, it's how we we deal with those things. For, for a twenty year old, it's it's different today, because the last twenty years, 
is all they know. And there is actually, um, for example, I'll, I'll take you for example as a 20 year old. Um, you're, you're second generation in a gap that's over 110 years. Yeah. From myself to my dad, it's 110 years from myself to my dad, right? So there's a lot of practical stuff of learning done that's been available for you, right? A 20-year-old today may have a parent who's only 20, whose parents are only 20. So there's only 60 years there or 40 years there of, of practical stuff to learn, yeah. if that makes sense. So um, if, if we want to, to encompass ourselves to be better, is understand why things happen. And that's found back in history. And that's where appreciation is found. Yeah. We learn to appreciate things a lot more today if we understood how it's eventuated. But we can't expect a 20-year-old to understand it all. Yeah. Because life is different now. And it comes back to what um, I call a correction and connection. We become connected through our learnings with different ones, and also we become corrected. Yeah. Okay. You, you. When we connect, as and we, for example, <clears throat> when we connect, we also correct. You can correct me on your life and what you've encompassed in the last twenty years. Yeah. And that's my learning. Now you're learning practical stuff in your life now. Yeah. Right. And you'll get to, to teach that practical stuff as well mm. to your children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what do you think is the um, the biggest thing that you've learned grow, like growing up and making mistakes and stuff? The biggest thing that you've learned? The biggest thing that I've and learned? something simple for people to take away from here and be like, oh, yeah, well, if they go through times of struggle or whatever or something that, I guess, triggers like a keyword or something for you that you've learned. Oh, the, the question I always ask myself is why? Yeah, true. Yeah, why? It's okay. Because we, we, we're not supposed to know everything. We'll never know everything. Yeah. We get to choose um, what is good for us. And how do we, how, do we want to make it better? Mm. And, and, if, and if we do... So what's the biggest... The question you're asking me is... What's the biggest thing... Yeah, what? Well, yeah, biggest slash most important thing that you've learned in life. Be honest. Be honest. Be totally honest. It's a, yeah. Be totally honest, because by being honest, it helps you become accountable. And it helps us. Yeah, it helps us become accountable for everything we do. Yeah, true. Right, yeah. and it's okay. It's okay. Sometimes we 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 try to mold ourselves into something that we would like to be. But we try too hard to try to be there. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of my friends do that. They try too hard. Yeah. Because they, they think that there's a specific way of doing things. But if we're honest and and, and, and learn from our mistakes and um, and understand why, and it not necessarily has to be a mistake to be made. No. It could be someone else's mistake that is made. Yeah, true. And if we can learn from that, yeah. you know, and sometimes it's our best friends who make that mistake. And we can learn from that. Oh, true. Yeah. I guess 
Uh, I'm at the point in, 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 in my life now where I see a lot of people and a lot of my friends kind of taking different pathways and learning things. A lot of them are reading books now and starting businesses and making podcasts and stuff like that. And they're learning in different areas of their life. Uh, and what, and obviously like growing up and stuff, they reflect on their journey and they learn stuff from that. At what stage in your life are you at now regarding that kind of aspect? Like I know you never stop learning, but we're at the stage where we're, um, we're experiencing new things. We're, we're branching out. Obviously you've got twice the lifetime on us. What stage in, in your life are you now regarding that type of thing? Like, um, yeah, tell us, tell us more about that. Oh, um, this is, this is the most exciting part of my life, to be honest, because I see um, uh, the, the different ways of the different ways of which um, your generation's growing, yeah, and a lot of learning's being done here, for me in particular. Um, um, you know how how you how you are learning to cope with with the, with how the world is today. I, I love the way that you guys communicate today, like even through this potty. You know, this is this is great because you're able to reach more people. You know, smarter and be honest about it. Yeah, that's what I love about the potties. Um, you know, um, without any mess gatherings. You see, so yeah, that's that, that's smart. You know, and, and like back in our day, the mass gathering was down the pub. Yeah. <laughs> it was on the rugby field. It was in the rugby club. You know, it was at the sports fields. It was, yeah. Yeah, true. It was all through that. So, yeah, that's the that's the most exciting thing for me, is we we've got access to how um how everything's being generated today, and it, it's really really positive. Yeah. It's it's great. Yeah. You know, and we can we can get it instantly. And we can share it wide, mm. you know. Yeah. And if if we've got a friend who's not within reach of us, we can get hold of them. And I love that. Yeah. You know. I, I guess one thing that um that I'll touch on, and I guess if all of those people who know you, um, and that have kind of had a yanty and whatnot, and I guess what one question that people are always wanting to know is how are you always happy, like. How you always got a smile on your face, and like I, I always get comments from from mates of mine saying, "Oh, fuck you, there's always one of those." Like, oh, hey, hey, Maddie! Like, <laughs> so you know, you go see Guppy. Hey, Maddie, how's it going? Like, just yeah. like real enthusiastic. Yeah, that's what people love about you. How, how are you always like in that kind of mindset? Are you? Oh, because um, it, it it's become you know how I I just mentioned before life doesn't come with a rule book. We we. We can, we can we can actually um, create our own. We we can create the way we want to be. Yeah. You know, like yesterday was a wonderful day. We did some really great things yesterday in my life. Or for that day, we did some really great things, and we talked about that this morning. Yeah. But that's gone now. Yeah. That's gone now. We today is a new day. Yeah. You know, and 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 we've got. You know what I say, hey, we got shit to do. Yeah. And we got stuff to appreciate and we got and not everything goes right all the time. And that's that's okay. Cause that's all you know, that that's the way we are. It's how we deal with that. Yeah. And you know with you know very well, you know, and all your listeners, you know, you know, we go through adversity all the time. It's how we deal with all that sort of stuff. How do you deal with it? Oh, um, like I said before, why? Why did this happen? Yeah. And and in all truth, was 
when, when, when shit happens in our lives, it's because either someone hasn't been honest and someone hasn't been accountable. Yeah, true. And, and you know, it's the simple things. And, and like, sometimes instead of trying to be honest and trying to be accountable, we'll look for blame. And it's okay. It's okay if someone doesn't do anything right because we're not all the same and no. we're not all supposed to know everything. Yeah. And, and um, some people can say sorry and some people can't. And that's okay too, you know. And that's where that value comes back to us as people. Yeah. We create our own value for ourselves and we get to choose that for ourselves. What sort of value do you want for you in your life that you can give to your friends and your listeners what value can I have in my life that I can give to my family, my friends, and so forth? Right. Yeah. yeah so right. so how, how we be, become happy is through choice. Yeah. Yeah. I've got, and, and to be honest, I've been able to learn to appreciate a lot more things in my life because of my the practical learning that I've had from my father 110 years when he was born. Mm. You see, there's a lot of practical stuff. Yeah. 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 So who was who are the biggest big the, the biggest influences on you growing up? Oh my dad. Oh really? Without a doubt. <laughs> Without yeah, a doubt. Cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. My dad. Yeah. Even though I never really got to associate a lot with him, it was his words that spoke. Yeah. And it was um and he didn't really say a lot and a lot of his his teachings was done by his actions. He was he was he was a humble man. Yeah. He never spoke about what he did. I learned more about his life after he had passed than what I did when he was a living, because he never spoke about it. Really? Absolutely. Yeah, that's cool though. Yeah. That's like how you learned how he was a taxi driver and then a fireman oh, and a, that um... was crazy. <laughs> nah. <laughs> Tell us a few stories about that. Oh, then, okay, okay. Like I didn't know my dad was all these things, right? And I'm 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 I'm, I'm uh. He used to be a taxi driver, and I didn't know that, right? I said, what the hell? These people told me the story. Yeah, he was a taxi driver from way back. Da, 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 da. You know, and, and I <laughs> says, hey, like I didn't know. You know, how, you know, what about the listeners out there? How many people really know what their parents did in their time? Yeah, true. You know? Yeah. And, um, my, my dad was a painter. He was, was a, he? yeah, 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 he was a painter. Even that stupid story where this guy at rugby, this old man at rugby, yeah. of all places, said to me, oh, yeah, I knew your dad. I says, really? He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a fireman. He was, <laughs> he was actually the fire chief. I said, <laughs> what? I said, blah, baloney. Yeah. He goes, yeah, and he told me the story. He said, yeah. He said, no, no, because when he lived in our town, da 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 and it was my hour, <laughs> yeah, Yep. He was he was yeah, he was the fire chief. And he was also the local painter. Yeah. And then he, oh cry, he was everything. And I tell you what, last oh it would have been, I don't know, six months ago, I met this old lady. And I and this old lady said, Oh yeah, I knew you were there. I go, Oh shit, here we go again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he was here to security. <laughs> <laughs> oh I said, nah. Yeah. yeah, and she told me, yeah, because he worked with my husband way back in nineteen <laughs> You know, yeah, and apparently he owned the billiard snooker rooms in Harrow on Union Street. Yeah, did you know that? No. Yeah, yeah. You were talking about that the other day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what else was he? So he was oh, the painter, the fireman. 
The security guard. Yeah, he was a padre in the in the army. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And he was the tanker driver. Right? He was yeah. the local tanker driver. Oh no, nah, he was actually the first tanker driver. And <laughs> yeah, nah. <laughs> so I was like, my dad was this. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and and uh, he was the first actual tanker driver um, in New Zealand. They had uh, oh Waikato Waikato Dairy Company bought the first tanker driver uh, tanker. Right, Taranaki bought the second, and and my dad was the first driver to drive that tanker. Really? Yeah, and I've actually got a photo <laughs> of the day that it was delivered, and he was he was there with him and the and the um, factory managers way back then, the job theory company in Okayawa. What a cracker! Yeah, and I've actually seen the photo, and you know, it's like holy. Yeah. You know, but never talked about that sort of stuff. Nah. Just like his war days, never talked about that sort of stuff. Mm. You know. But I couldn't understand as a child growing up, you know, he would speak to the elders because he was an elder himself and and um, people would listen. What about that time that you were at, um, he walked in on your high school assembly? Oh! And people were like, oh, what's your granddad doing <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's right, eh? We had a high school assembly because we had, a, <laughs> we, we, we had this, we that's had, so if anyone knows Harold Morrison, right? Harold Morrison was in town this day. And um, he happened to come to our high school, and they, anyway, they needed a few of the komatawas to, uh, to to come and to be part of the proceedings. Anyway, I'm in school assembly with my mate Jimmy, him and I. Yeah. Okay, and now coming up the centre of the of the um, assembly, and oh yeah, oh that's that's Alan Morrison. Wow, first time I seen him in person. <laughs> yeah, just behind him was my dad. I was going. <laughs> Jimmy looked at me, he goes, I'll be! He goes, what's my dad doing here? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, our dad got up and said a speech and said, oh, and da 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 and read it, and oh, I said, oh. And anyway, later on, everyone found out, because, oh, was it your grandfather? <laughs> <laughs> I, says, I says, oh, no, no, that's my dad. How old was he then? He... Oh, son. Um... Oh, he would have been... Oh, go early 70s? Yeah, 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 yeah. He'd be late 60s, yeah, 70s, something like that, you know, yeah. And, like, my dad never ever comes to school, right? No. Nah. Yeah, you know, he never watched me in any rugby games, he never did any of that, <laughs> no? Yeah. Just wasn't his thing, you know? Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a bit of a buzz to see even I was dumbfounded. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't even tell you I saw no. at school. No, I didn't say nothing. It's out of the day. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I said, oh. Um, we'll, we'll move on. So, obviously, uh, you've had a bit of ex- life experience and um, in your journey, you've, you've learned a few things, which has kind of governed your perspective on life and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, if anyone knows, you've got a pretty different way of thinking. Um, and, and you're kind of trying to start off, I would call it a business, eh? I'd call it more of a, how would you explain it? Oh, it would be... Um, a- I, I love I love associating with people, son, in, in regards to um, to anything like coaching, uh, learning, uh, sharing, and uh, if there's a problem, finding a basic way and a, a simplified way of of achieving a, a solution. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's a I, I've um, I got involved with a bit of uh, health coaching, and and and. Um, I call it health coaching because there was a uh, there's a lot of issues around mental health today, and um, with, with mental health and 
it, it's so diverse in, in, in all sorts of areas. Yeah. And and then and it's more prevalent today yeah, in today's 100%. society. Yeah. You know, and um So how could how could you help someone who's just how could you help someone who's going through anxiety or depression? Um, oh, uh, if they were if they were to open up to you and, and have a chat to you about it, oh, uh, is understanding why, and and trying to get them to understand why they they feel like that. Absolutely, absolutely, and there's a reason for everything. Yeah, you know, and um, uh, not in all cases, but primarily all cases is, is because uh, as we as we um, as we're born. That's when our learning becomes, and we uh, uh, unfortunately become wounded through uh, how we're raised. Yeah. Not primarily from our parents, but through society, and it's how we um, make choices amongst that growing up, which leads us to 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 where we are today. It's a culmination of a lot of things, and um, yeah, yeah. But there's a there's a series of things. Of, uh, of ways of actually addressing those issues. Yeah. And, and no one's exempt from that. No. Ourselves included. Yeah. So if, if, if you were to, to tr- I guess, kind of start up a few sessions for someone, how would that look for them? Oh, um, well, I'll, I'll give you an idea of what um, uh, I, I work with. Uh, people of all ages, really, adults. And adults and and uh, teenagers, uh, children, and everyone has a specific um, value. It's understanding what that value is, and and educating them about themselves. And uh, who can I use as an example? Okay, we'll call her Sally, right? Um, Sally, Sally is. Uh, in, a, in a state of depression, as she calls it as depression, and she's been, she actually got um, counselled by, um, by, by a counsellor. She'd been counselled for about three years, and, mm-hmm. and they still weren't able to um, evaluate her problem, and it was pretty much a guessing game, but I think what I found was the way that I worked with Sally was uh, was that uh, Sally would um, uh, her, her problems were weren't being addressed to the truth of her, of of what was going on, and I had to define that, and in which I did, and like uh, I, I create specific tools. As you all know, that, that we work with, yeah. that that help people analyze themselves and, and to gain clarity on their problems. And uh, my objective is to find those problems real quick in a very basic form. And it's quite, it's not technical. It's um, and it's very rewarding. And it's, it's something that is visual. My teachings are visual. So to be able to explain that, or you know, through audio is, is quite different. Quite difficult, yeah. Yes, it is very different. You know, it's, it's it's like me trying to show you something on a blackboard. Your readers on a blackboard that they can't see. Yeah. So you know, um, yeah. But tell you what, uh, from that, 
we, my objective is to get results, get them real quick, get understanding and clarity real quick. And from that, Sally, Sally was able to forgive a lot of stuff that she'd been holding on to for a very long time. Yeah. Not realizing that that's where the problem actually was created. Yeah. And she understood why it happened because of, um, oh, we'll, and we'll speak about um, the train ride that we that we ride at, a, at another session, son. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, if, if I guess I'm the one, people kind of sent out a message to us saying, hey, Gav, keen to have a chat about a few things that are going on. Obviously, you keep everything confidential. Oh. Um, how do they get a hold of you? Obviously, I'll, I'll put something in as well, but... Yeah, well, um, yeah. You know, it's like... Um, I, I don't put myself out there. Yeah. You know, because... I can't fix everyone. No. And I would love to. Yeah. And and uh, everyone that I've been associated with, we've had some tremendous results. We haven't haven't had a negative result at all. Yeah. You know, and and um, I'd never have enough hours in a day to be able to do that. To be honest. Yeah. You know, um, it every, everything's repairable. Just everything takes a little bit more, bit longer than. Than, than some, you yeah, know, yeah, I guess. some. Yeah. But I tell you what, son, you know, if you can fix a problem that's been going on for three years and do it in, in 12 days, wham. Yeah, that's you know, it, and, and, and I follow up with my clients and everything like that, and you know, they're doing great games today, you know, and it, it, it's wonderful. Yeah. And uh, yeah, might touch base with them once a month to see how they're getting on. Yeah. Yeah, I went out and did it for love, you know. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I, I, I drive, drive to their homes. Yeah. Keep it confidential, you know. They don't. They haven't had to go to an office or anything, and that's what they loved about doing this. Yeah. You know, they didn't have to travel anywhere. I'd go out of my way, my cost, knock on their door, go into their party, sit down, have a court at all. That's cool, though. Yeah, work yeah. out the, you know, and everything's just between us. Everything's totally confidential. Yeah. You know, you know, I come home, I don't even talk to you guys about it. No, no, no. You no. know. Yeah. 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 That's it. Um, I'll, I'll ask you one question, and, and we'll wrap it up. Um, unless you want to touch on anything else. But um, I guess one question that Waylon in my previous podcast, if you guys haven't listened to that, it's pretty good. Uh, it's two hours long, quite a lot of value in that. Um, but I, one question that he asked me that I've kind of been pondering on as well is what, what's your purpose and how do you find your purpose? And for people out there who are trying to find their purpose, how, how do you think they, they can do that? Oh, right. <clears throat> um, my purpose is, um, is, is righteousness. Well, what do you mean by that? What I mean by that is because my, my purpose is righteousness in life and in and, and what we do and, and how we how I can add value my value that I have in me to to give to someone else. To and and there's in in order for me to to do that yeah. is I've gotta be able to learn yeah. and give and for, for people like yourselves and your listeners, like I've listened to Wayland's potty, Carlos's potty and the other ones. And I tell you what, they added so much value to me, mm-hmm. which which I'm able to evaluate and go, wow, there's an appreciation there of of truth and rightfulness. Yeah, and it, and it's empowered me. That's the same with Sean's one, eh? Oh yeah, and Sean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hands up, Sean. You know, yeah. if you're listening, um, oh, absolutely. And you know, um, and everyone has that common denominator everyone's looking for righteousness yeah, in their true. body yeah, yeah, yeah. you know and being able to offer that 
if we if we go back to Whalen, how he says he wants to be a good person, you know, I says that's a that's a choice that Whalen's making. Yeah. You know, and um, it 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 will become great because he wants to be good. He won't realise how great that is. Yeah. <clears throat> others, you know. And I thought that's wonderful and how he wants to do that for his children and be a better dad. Yeah. And like Carlos coming up now and he's gonna be a dad soon. Heads up, Carlos, yeah. you know? Fantastic. Yeah. You know? And um I will I'll start with this. Can I give him that story about yeah. it, right? Okay, hey, I'll tell you a story about um when 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 Rani was going to school as an eight year old, like what I wanted him to do was to, to, to give me value, right? And he's eight years of age right now. And then I said, listen, son, I'd like for you to go to school today and learn something, come home and teach me. I'll go on the farm, I'll learn something and come home and teach you. Anyway, he goes to school, comes home. I say, son, so what did you learn today? And this is what the eight-year-old boy said to me. He says, dad, we went to the pub today. I said, what? He goes, we went to the pub. Our classroom went to the pub today. I says, what for? He says, oh, we're just doing this community thing around the community, learning about our community. I said, oh, okay. Yeah. You don't remember that? No. Yeah. I think you were in um, Lynn Mackay's room. Oh, yeah, yeah. Way back then. Yeah. And anyway, they'd gone to the pub. And, he, and, and this is what this young kid says to me, right? Dad, do you know where the word pub comes from? And for the life of me, I had no idea. It's probably the only thing I learnt that day. But it didn't matter. <laughs> that week. Yeah. <laughs> probably the only thing that I remembered. Yeah, but the, the thing was you were able to come home and educate me, right? Yeah. Okay, where does the word, where does the name pub come from? I said, I don't know. And he says, oh, it's, then, it's short for public house. I said, really? He goes, yeah. Then you, you rattled on about what public house was about. He said, oh, back in the day, people used to ride their horses to the public house and they used to water their horses. Oh, and the journey, and then they used to ride on, okay? And as it become more familiar in time, the horses would get watered and the riders would get fed. And then the riders would get watered and, and the whole thing, thing transitioned into a saloon, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, and then everyone went there for a drink and then they had their refreshments, right? Yeah. Okay, we've gone away with the horses and now we're on the, on the little Model T Fords now, right? Yeah. Yeah, so it's still called the public house. And that's where the name came from. Today we end up going to the pub and everyone goes there for a beer. Yeah. Right? In the story. And that there, like, was my education from an eight-year-old for that day. And that becomes with correction and connection. It's very important that we connect and, and you're able to correct me. But you not only corrected myself, you corrected a lot of other people. And I purposely went out and asked all my mates. Where does the word pub come from? No one knew. Yeah. So you see, in that, so what we get from that is we get, um, we get that uh, whole form of learning. You know, we can we can live life being oblivious to what is in front of us. Yeah. It's like your golf story that you told me. You know, you told me. You know, where does the word golf come from? How I had no idea. You know, lived all my life next to a golf course. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, gentlemen only, ladies forbidden. Yeah, that's yeah. that's out of it. Eh? That's out of it. You see? See, 
I guess a lot of professional ladies playing golf and are better than half the men. That's right. Yeah, yeah for real. So yeah. well, that just shows how far the world's come, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So to, to answer your question about, you know, um, what is it? That one thing. Yeah, it's being able to be honest. Yeah, being and, honest. And it's and it's and it's having value in yourself. Yeah. You know, and um, I talk about uh, who was who did you have on your party was asking you about your name. Oh, I think it was Loss. It was Loss. Yeah. yeah, that's right, eh? Yeah. Yeah. You know, where'd you get your name from, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I can share that with you. Oh, yeah, if you like. Yeah. This, this podcast is meant to be about you, not me. But, oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, not... okay, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you said it. So, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, 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 um, so, where did the name come from? Uh, I was just looking for something different. Remember, life never came with a rule book. You yeah. can do whatever you like. Yeah. All right? Yeah, and like when you've got a one-off about whether it's a painting, whether it's an, a project, or whether it's whatever, you make it the best that you can. My one-off project was having a son and having that and making that, you know? Yeah. And that's why we have Nike, Adidas, because everyone has their own specific yeah. and there's a value to whatever you want, you know? Yeah, yeah. you know? Definitely threw me under the bus with that name. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Threw me under the bus before I even touched down on the fennel. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, you're right. Yeah, but that's okay. Yeah, because, you see, because you know, if, if someone mentions your name, well, they know who they're referring to. Yeah, true. You know, because there's no other yet. Yeah, yeah. With a name, you yeah. know, it's okay. Yeah, it, it's just a, it's like a, it's, it's really just like a, my name. Look, like I got Gavin, right? <laughs> Honestly, huh? Yeah. Cut it out. You know, I hated my name. I'm like you, I hated my name. Get yeah. Bryce. I said to my parents, what does it stand for? They had no idea. They just made it up. They just made it up. It's like you just put your hand in the lolly jar and put it in a yeah, ball or something, it. you yeah, know? Yeah, Yeah, I said, fine, I've got to live with that all my life. Yeah. You know? Hey. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it wasn't a famous name because not many people have named it. You know? <laughs> yeah. You know? But it's better than being John Paul the second or <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that's it. yeah. Yeah. No, that's all good. Hey, there. I just want to thank you for um, jumping on the potty. Mm-hmm. There's um, quite a few gold nuggets in there that I'm sure that um, all of my listeners will will definitely take something from. And there's obviously a um, a, a bunch of stories there that uh, hopefully makes them giggle. Well, which I have no doubt that they will. Um, uh, thank you everyone for tuning in. Uh, we've got some pretty cool guests uh, coming up in the next couple of weeks. One of them, um, Rob Thompson from the Highlanders, Multi All Black telling us about his highs and his lows, and also um, Bailey Simonson. He's currently going through a shoulder injury, but he's um, ex-All Black Sevens, and he's current uh, Canberra Raider in the NRL. So we've got some uh, some pretty cool content coming up, but I just want to thank you guys again for tuning in, and we'll um, we'll see you next time. Thanks, Dad. Yeah, you're welcome, son. Thanks very much. All Cheers. Right. Yeah, love you heaps. You too.